Welcome to Let's Talk Death, conversations to inform and inspire. Let's Talk Death is being brought to you by Heal Grief, a nonprofit providing the tools and resources to support one's journey with grief. We seek to empower individuals to achieve a healthy post-bereavement growth. Everything we do is inspired by our core belief that no one should ever grieve alone. Let's Talk Death is a series of conversations with some amazing people from various fields. Our goal through these conversations is to normalize, educate, and demystify the taboo around death, dying, and the journey of grief. Hello, welcome to this episode of Let's Talk Death. I'm Fran Solomon. And I'm Andy McNeil. And we're thrilled to be your host for these conversations. Our guest today is Oshria Hawk. Oshri is an author, artist, and musician based in Los Angeles, California. He loves creating illustrated books about unconventional topics for children and grown-ups to help people live more adaptive and happy lives. Recently, Oshri co-authored an illustrated book about grief called When Their Bodies Leave Them. Oshri, we are delighted to have you as a guest on our show. Thank you. I'm so honored to be with both of you here today. Thank you so much. Oshri, I have to ask, what inspired you to co-author a book about grief? Do you have a personal experience? Yeah. Yeah, I have a couple, actually. And uh, as does my uh, friend and co-author, Cecilia Winkel, who wrote the book with me. Um, we had been kind of like a WhatsApp voice message pen pals for a while. So she would reflect about... Um, her mother, actually, her mother's passage about 10 years ago. And um, my brother uh, passed away. It was about nine years ago, I think. And we were we would kind of go back and forth processing grief together as friends. We've actually never met in person, uh, but we worked on that project together. So, um, yes, my brother... My brother died when, um, it was my older brother. He died when he was 34. It was a heart arrhythmia. And it was also in the midst of quite severe, um, same struggles with mental health too. Like there was a lot he was dealing with at the same time. And then his body gave out. Yeah. And, and it's, well, it's been a lot of processing and that book is, Honestly, it's part. Of, I love sharing it, but I think it was an important part of my processing as well. So, how did the two of you come up with the idea? Yeah, she had messaged me in, in, in the flow of our back and forth. She had messaged. She had said uh, something like, "She said the phrase, their bodies leave them,' or something that she had heard from some speaker or when." And just like kind of switching it around, like when, you know, because we're used to saying, okay, when people leave their bodies or when we leave our bodies. And then she had noted it, that phrasing from somewhere else. And it just kind of, I, I love making books and I find like all I really need is like a seed of strong enough inspiration. Um, and I can kind of see the whole thing kind of not in an exact way, but in a felt way. So when she mentioned that phrase, I kind of said, okay, we're going to work on a book like that. And then within, I think it was within a week or two, I, I woke up one morning and I wrote like the first draft and then she wrote hers independently. And then we just kind of meshed it together and it fit 
really well, I thought. Interesting. Yeah. You, it's interesting the two of you were having the conversations supporting one another, which which I find for people in grief to have a person who will actually listen to you and not just try to give you advice, but hear you. And then you hear them, you return that favor. It's one of the best things that you can have happen. We have so many people who even attend our groups that say, I just don't have anyone who I can talk to. So they go to these groups, but yeah. it sounds like having, and through the, what, through a WhatsApp too. I mean, that's, that's amazing to me. In another uh, country. She's uh she's uh she lives in, in uh, Copenhagen. Yeah. We are connected kind of serendipitously from, I think she had entered actually through Instagram, like a, a raffle for like, I put out like a, a book giveaway for another one of my books and she'd yeah. entered it. And then anyway, we just got like conversing and it was over months. And then one day, like mm. we got to there and yeah, yeah. It's, I'm very grateful that we, that, I mean, that interconnectivity has been so important in my processing for sure so so tell me a little bit about the title i, th- I found the title intriguing myself and um what here's what it reminded me of and i yeah. and i would love to hear kind of where that came from and where you went with it but for me when i first read the title i thought of my mother who died mm-hmm. from breast cancer mm-hmm. and her body just withered into her body was not useful to her anymore, you know, and, and that mm-hmm. when I read that title, when their bodies left them and I thought, man, her body left her long before, you know, she was like, she still had more that she wanted to do while she was here. And mm-hmm. so that's what it, that's the connotation it brought in my mm-hmm. mind. But uh, I'm, I'm interested to know about that concept and where, where the two of you took that um, in your writing. Yeah. I think a lot of it had to do with our experiences of her, of her, her mom, and I could be mistaken, but her mom also may have died of breast cancer also. But, um, she, um, and my brother, we were actually talking about our experiences of them, uh, after they were gone. I know, like I've had a lot of profound experiences with my brother that have been honestly so, so helpful and giving me a, sense of experience of them beyond the point where their bodies left them so that i mean I think that was part of it i think really wanted the the book to be um like maybe like a seed of inspiration for like yes you can connect with someone who's passed and, and it's in a very personal intimate way doesn't mean that at all that doesn't mean that you don't grieve them or mourn them. It doesn't mean that you deny the feelings and emotions that well up inside you. It just means that there, there, you can have additional experiences that um, that can be very healing for, and and also I would say um, instructive and inspiring for what our missions are in this. While while our bodies are still with us. Yeah. 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 Let's Talk Death is being brought to you by Heal Grief, a 501c3. As a nonprofit, we are reliant on the kind generosity of our donors. If you are inspired by our mission, we ask you to go to healgrief.org backslash donations to help us continue our great work. No gift is too small.
is it so tell me a little bit about the book and how it's constructed is it, a, is it an illustrated children's book is it just a book geared toward children more a chapter type book or is it how is it how did how did that come together and what and yeah it's or, not yeah well there's not really chapters uh, although i did have a friend i gave the book to recently who said she was reading it like a couple pages at a time she has a friend who passed very recently maybe a, a woman in her 20s also had cancer and um she said she'd read it every couple pages at a time and then cry and then like wait the next day so you can divide it how you like because there's definitely i think sections of in of like focus i think actually i, I kind of get into some trouble if that's what you want to call it with some of my books because they're not like this you know, so, some people don't want to talk about death and um, and especially yeah. with children, they're like they're not there. And I, I do think that if one were to talk, if one were to decide to have a conscious conversation and opening up with a child about death, I think this would be a good book for it. I also don't like to be the one that tells people like this is what you should read for your kids. So it's a it's a personal choice. So um so it's kind of the line that dances when it's a topic that our society doesn't embrace in a homogenous way and i i honor that but i do think it could be good for kids and for adults yeah so i also love that you did a video yeah and that's cecilia's um voice cecilia the co-author she's reading it and i think she she actually does some voice work too i i think she has an incredible speaking voice uh, and then my friend Nick playing flute and sitar. And yeah, thanks. I thought it came out quite nicely. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Our society doesn't deal with death well, um, and particularly when it comes to children. I, I've often wondered if it's – but to me, the, to me, the flip side of that, or, or maybe it's the, the conundrum of our society, and that yeah. is that we entertain ourselves with death and die. Yeah. You know, say like like most movies, like Hollywood and that type of thing. Yeah, most of them have death themes. Even even movies just about someone dying, or uh, a lot of our main characters are bereaved as we go into the story. You know, and then they're mm -hmm. that's part of what they're working through, and or it's it's violent death or that type of thing. So we entertain ourselves with it, but then when right. it comes to having the conversation. <laughs> It's almost as if we don't we don't want to personalize it in some way, or I, I don't know what that yeah. would be. No, I agree. I think there's like kind of a nettiness around it because you know if you look at like like most popular movies, like yeah, they're all like a lot of violent death. That kind yeah. of discreet, you know, you have like whatever you have even like kids or teen movies. You know, you have like the the henchmen who like they just die. <laughs> like what that that's a person, you know, right, and, right. and it's treated so casually. Um, yeah, it's I, I, it's disturbing, and um, it's like on the one hand we don't want to become like morbid, but it, you know it's like mm -hmm. all we talk about is death. But on the other hand, you want to understanding and processing death appropriately as part of honoring life, and if you have a lot of media addressing death so casually and um, nonchalantly, it's kind of dishonors what life is, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah I agree. I also, I also think it's especially for children who don't really understand. They'll see an actor die in one show and then they're in the next show. 
<laughs> so the sense of death yeah. Yeah. is is not necessarily permanent. And how do you how do you explain that to a child? I mean, I, I just uh, I find that um, a bit uh, challenging. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I think there's a lot there. And there's a lot that we're presenting kids with that's not for like their optimal social and emotional well-being. And um, yeah, it's nice to feel like I created something that maybe a kid could benefit from. I know, I mean, I, I did talk about my brother. I would say my close, my my first, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's been more than some or others but i did have a a friend not my closest friend who died of cancer when i was in probably about 10 years old he was like just he was a teammate on my baseball team so that and then i would say one of the most impactful times when i was 16 my boy scout master uh took ended his life right after i it was it's actually kind of profound that we're having this conversation today because yesterday was 20 years since i completed my Eagle Scout project. And um, my scoutmaster, I think he, I didn't know, but I think he kind of planned that. So like I would finish my project and then he'd be like, all right, um, peace out now, you know? Um, and he did a couple weeks later and he had been terminally ill for eight years uh, with a life expectancy of about six months for eight years. So uh, it's a situation I definitely have compassion and understanding for. And, and as a 16 year old, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was a lot. And I, I mean, even um, with some therapy and the, that's been a great, another great sharing uh, context in the last couple of years, there's been more of that kind of has been bubbling up, but like, how, how did I process that when I was 16? How is it coming up now? How has it shaped my world and the relationships around me. And, um, yeah, it can be, it can be difficult and, and you have to, yeah. I mean, it's nice to, there's a, I have a hope that, that I put in some energy into helping kids healing that. I think there's not a coincidence that the real energy for this project came out around COVID and like the ending of COVID because we have yeah. just experienced so much death in the last couple of years. Yeah. And a weird thing with this book was, I say weird, like each, each project, I think, kind of challenges you at the point of the statement you're making. And basically, there's a bunch of like mini snafus between me and the designer, like little mistakes that would happen and like prolong the completion for like a couple more days and happen about. Each delay was like two to five days, maybe, and it happened about 10 to 12 times. And each time I would have a dream the next morning where I'd get a visit or I'd see someone who I know had died and any any time in my life, honestly. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, i got to add them to the dedication page. Oh, oh yeah, they want to be remembered, too. <laughs> so I go back to the designer. <laughs> she needs a couple more days. I'm like, sorry, this is just what's happening now. <laughs> got to add them. <laughs> they want to be there, too. You know, and um, so there is that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's the honoring. You know, you think about um, Andy, your mom, and Fran, I believe, your father. And a lot of the work we can do around grief is really, I think it really honors the life that they had and the continuation of life that we represent something very fulfilling and meaningful about it. Yeah. 
I agree with that 100%. Uh, at least that's been my experience. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I took a vacation recently to Costa Rica, and mm-hmm. I had not been back there. Uh, I was three and four years old when we lived there when I was a child. My parents were in language school there. And it was, it was an interesting, it was a vacation, but at the same time, uh, it was interesting to be somewhere where my parents had been years ago when I really wasn't fully conscientious of it because I was so young and I only have images in my head. Um, but to go to certain places and think, you know, they walked this, this place. It was, uh, it wasn't just, uh, physical experience. It was, it was a very spiritual kind of experience uh, with us. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, we're, we're running, this has been a great conversation and time has flown by and we're yeah. almost out of time, but um, yeah. before we, before we uh, end our time, uh, how can people who are viewing the, this episode, how can they connect with you, connect with your work? Um, how might they go about doing that? Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, my books are on Amazon. They're also on my website, which is butterfly spelt butterfly on O N like Nancy books, butterfly on books.com. And I also post art regularly and music on my, um, my Instagram, which is just my first name, last name on Instagram. So yeah. And I reply to messages through my website and Instagram and all that. This has been a real privilege too. And I appreciate what the community have put together for people around us. Arshree, thank you. Thank you for that. And we want to thank you for being a guest here on Let's Talk Death and for sharing the inspiration and story behind your work. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Heal Grief, visit us at HealGrief.org to find other conversations or to inquire about becoming a guest speaker. Visit us at HealGrief.org backslash Let's Talk Death. And if you feel inspired to support us, remember... No gift is too small. Visit us at healgrief.org backslash donations, or you can donate right through our homepage. Well, that's it until next time on Let's Talk Death, where we normalize, educate, and demystify the taboo around death, dying, and the journey of grief.